the Michael Balco Show is proudly sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's prides themselves on ensuring that every piece of the pizza is important and that they have something for everyone. Donato's should be your top spot for game days, just like they are mine. Check out their website at www.donatos.com for more information. Hello, everybody. How is it going today? I am very excited to announce my guest. He's a Bowling Green alum, a two-time Grey Cup champion, a current wide receiver for the Calgary Stampeders, Kamar Jordan, but we call him KJ around here. How are we doing, yes, my man? I'm doing good, man. I like. I appreciate that introduction right there. <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> I got to hype you up a little bit now. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, KJ. Tell me a little bit about your hometown of Darby, PA, and what makes mm-hmm. it so special. Yeah, man, Darby. So where I grew up, right on the right on the uh, border of Darby and Southwest Philly. So I can literally where I grew up, I can literally walk down the street and I'm right in Philly. So um, Darby is a small town. I'm sure a lot of people ain't hear about it. It's, it's a really small town, um, southeast of Philly and Delaware County. We call it the county where I'm from. And uh, basically, it's a bunch of little small cities that kind of come together and form a big school. I think it was probably about six or seven towns. Um, that all came to uh to my high school. So yeah, man, uh where I'm from growing up, man, it was it was just a it was really a football town, sports town, athletes everywhere. If you're not playing sports growing up, like what are you doing? Like it was a big event growing up. I remember playing little league and the whole neighborhood used to come out to our football games and things like that. But being from a small town, man, we just never got a lot of guys in NFL, like college guys like that. So when I was growing up, it was really hard to even see that being a possibility because you just never seen it in person. But, you know, what I mean, I just just kept grinding, kept working. You know what I mean? I, I, I got good at video editing, so I started making my own highlight tapes and all that and sending it out when I was real young. And that definitely helped me uh, big time uh, growing up then. And I was able to get it out and make moves from there. And yes. years later, playing a professional, so. Yeah, it's working out for you, my man. So tell us about your recruiting process out of high school. I know you said you're from a small town, so I bet and you kind of just mentioned it, like sending out your highlight tapes and everything. But uh, tell us a little bit about your recruiting journey and how you ended up at Bowling Green. Yeah, so it's definitely a little, a little long, long journey for me. So um, in high school, I, I really wasn't I wasn't the best in, in school. Not saying I was dumb. I think I was just lazy. Just, just you already know how it is being mm-hmm. a kid, things like that. So. I was always doing well in football, but like I said, like you never, it was more so a dream. Never really know if you're going to make it and things like that. I I remember going to an all-star. Matter of fact, we was playing a team and the head coach uh, coached the all-star team. And after we played them, and I, I probably had like five touchdowns against them. And the coach was like, man, you, you really could, you really could do things on the next level, like uh, college, um, all-star games, all that stuff. And for him to say that, like, obviously my coaches, coaches supposed to make you feel good and all that stuff, but to hear from another guy, that opposing coach, I think that was kind of really, you know I mean? The time for me, like, right, let me get to work uh, with the school and with football. So I just started just focusing on football more, just um, definitely focusing on school more, making sure I get my work done and not just being a, a lazy slack and all that stuff like that. And, and and doing my film, sending my film on all that stuff like that. So my grades was, like I said, my grades was bad all the way up to probably 11th to 12th grade. So I had to go to JUCO route. Um, I went to Hudson Valley Community College up in Troy, New York, upstate New York. And really, it's not it's not one of those like JUCOs that you see on Last Chance U where they getting all this fresh gear and visors and helmets. No, this is like 
this is the the bottom you know what i mean like, that's the I one remember, they really should have made a documentary on absolutely like this is for real like i remember moving in i'm standing i'm standing like this small basically two two blocks like dorm rooms i'm standing there with like five guys uh, we basically switching beers every night um and it really is just all for a love of the game and grounding and a lot of those guys it's all second chance so just make sure you get your grades right and then producing on the field so and thank God I was able to focus there and not be too distracted and really focus on football. I did really well there. And uh, coming out, coming out, I didn't really, I didn't get too many offers, honestly, coming out, um, like, at the end of the year. It wasn't until, you know, I was a JUCO guy, so it wasn't until maybe, like, the April and March where um, colleges were starting to, they, they kind of evaluating their guys, see who they got during the spring ball, see who they like, their receivers, things like that, and if they feel like they need to fill a space, that's usually when they come reaching out to the JUCO guys. So I remember just thinking at the end of the season, I wasn't getting no looks. I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? I might have to go D2 or something like that. And then all of a sudden, I swear, man, all of a sudden, NC State calls me. Oh, yeah, we got a scholarship for you. Bowling Green calls me. We got a scholarship for you. Um, Louisville calls me. We got a scholarship for you. So all just happened like that. And um, I visited Bowling Green first. And... It was my first visit. I didn't even visit in high school and things like that. And I was already a JUCO kid. So when I got there, I was kind of feeling myself like I'm already in college. Like I already know how to kind of manage and all that stuff like that. And I really loved the university. It was it was more of a small, a smaller university. Um definitely the team there, the receivers there, I like that they threw the ball. Um and I knew I knew for sure there I could come in there and make an impact. So that was the only visit I took. I, I kind of regret that now. I should have just used them all just to go visit other things, but that's the only, that's the only visit I took at the end of the visit. I told him, man, I'm coming here as long as, long as y'all got a scholarship for me, let's, let's make it happen. So that's how I ended up there. Hey, it worked out for you too, my man. You balled out in two seasons of Bowling Green, racked up. We're about to hype you up real quick. Racked up 174 <laughs> grabs, 2,198 yards, 16 yes, tutties. What kind of uh, pro football interest do you have <laughs> right out of college, my man? I know those numbers pop off for sure. Um, for sure. what kind of, what kind of pro football interest you have right out of high school or college? Yeah, man. When I, when I was, when I was coming out of college, uh, definitely teams was interested. Um, definitely wanted to at least give me a shot. Nobody was really talking drafting, maybe like late, late draft, sixth, seventh round, but more so guys wanted to bring me in as undrafted free agency, see what I could do. I think the big thing with me coming out of college, um, was the speed. The scouts didn't really know how, if, how fast I was or I could kind of keep up with the pro pro guys and things like that so I got a faster time I ran I ran a four a low four or five and honestly that's all I needed because I think they, they thought I was like a six like a, a four or seven guy so once I kind of got a, a better 40 time the team started teams was hitting me up as many as interested he was watching the draft and all that really didn't think I was going anywhere in the high um, rounds but um we ended up at the end of the at the end of the draft we didn't get no calls we talk, uh teams was calling us and then telling us like we, we drafted somebody else, this and that. And then Vikings always stayed on the line. They always was kind of, yeah, we, we picked up this guy. Like even they'll draft somebody, right? And then they'll call me like, oh, don't worry about it. We still got you on the eye. So that was dope. They didn't have to do that. So yeah, man, the Vikings, the Vikings came, called me up, and I was up there ready to go. I had been grinding in Florida um before the combine, all that stuff with my trainer. And yeah, I was ready to go, man. I was definitely happy for it to be the Vikings as a wide receiver. You think Randy Moss, you think Chris Carter, you you automatically think of those guys. So it was definitely definitely a blessing for them to uh, 
mean, for me to go up there and get a chance to go show what I got. So, yeah, and, and you kind of segued it perfect. You know, you had a stint with the Vikings. You actually had a, a pair of stints with the Vikings. Um, mm-hmm. But your first one came in 2012. Um, unfortunately, an injury kind of cost you a roster spot there. Kind of what was your experience like um, just kind of getting out there and suiting up for an NFL team? Man, amazing. Like, any, anything you could think of, any young guys that you're watching, it's like that dream. I know you guys dream in the NFL and all that stuff, and you hearing all these stories, things like that. It's it's everything you hear of, like, you know what I mean? From it's it's so many different people on staff to help you with anything. I mean, if you if if your body not feeling good, they got somebody for that. If, if your feet not feeling good, it's got somebody for that. If you got want to get coaching, extra coaching, lifting, anything. Um, I mean, you're you're a product. You're you're a part of their team, and they want to make sure that anything they should need, they got you for. The guys show love, and it was just crazy, man. Coming from college, walking in the locker room, you seeing Percy Harvin, you seeing Adrian Peterson, like, you know what I mean? Like, you kind of gotta get out of that star phase and just like, I'm, I'm here too. I'm a pair, so I got, I gotta come prove myself too. So, yeah, man, it was dope, bro. And I, I think, I, when I look back on it, I, I just always think of um, Adrian Peterson, AD is what everybody called him. When he got there, man, like, as much as you see him on TV, as much hype you get, man, one of the most humble, humble dudes I ever met. And that goes on all walks of life, man. First time I met him, he introduced, hey, what's going on? My name is Adrian. Like, I obviously know you, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, man, he's just, just a good dude. And uh, when I got there in 2012, that was the year that AP was coming back. So I'm really seeing him, like, grinding to get from his, from his ACL injury, like, to get back, like, every day. Like, everywhere you see him in the facility, grinding, working, um, doing something with the trainers, things like that. I remember... I remember watching him race Percy, uh, and he beat Percy. I've oh, never damn. seen, never thought that happened. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was just like, a, uh, it was, it wasn't like them racing. It was more so like conditioning. Mm-hmm. But just seeing how fast he is, big, big as dude like AP. So, you know, what I mean, like just, I think coming into the NFL and kind of being around guys like that, like greatness, and seeing how it's supposed to be to be a pro, that just helped me tremendously. It's, it's my whole my whole journey with every team I've ever been on and just kind of taking advantage of where you are. You know what I mean? So don't think about the future too much. Don't think about the past too much. Just stay in the moment, stay focused, and, and that's how you really proceed, like just getting through. Yeah, and I've always wanted to ask this next question. So what is like – so you, you get – the call from the Minnesota Vikings saying like, yeah, we're trying to bring you in for mini camp, this and that. What is your very first day as an employee – to the National Football League, like, like, what do you show up with, like, a lunch pail, all awkward? Or, <laughs> like, what's the deal? Give me the rundown real quick. Well, man, so, I mean, the first thing, you get drafted, you get drafted, they call you, and they tell you, welcome to the Vikings, all that stuff, and then you got a rookie minicamp immediately. If not, if not the weekend that you get picked up is the next weekend. So when you come in, then you come in with a bunch of college guys, a bunch of young guys, and maybe a couple of guys who was on the practice squad last year, and everybody's hungry. Um, you already know guys from a whole bunch of different colleges. You might've seen guys on TV and things like that, but everybody is hungry to go. Um, and when you go in there, man, it's, it's, it's like nerve wracking. You don't, you really don't know what to expect. You kind of just listen to everything make sure you're making no mistakes. Make sure you know where you're going, meeting rooms and all that stuff like that. Just trying to show that you're a professional and that you kind of deserve to be there. Um, I remember with that rookie camp, I just remember when like, it's a, so it's so with a rookie camp is the guys who got drafted, 
it's the guys who was un, like the undrafted free agents. Then it's like tryout guys who just come in for this rookie mini camp. And then it's the practice squad guys. And that's all bundled up into one. So I was on the undrafted free agency. So the way I was kind of looking at it, honestly, like, man, I'm already signed. So what I got to lose sight stuff. But I remember coming in there, man, just, just being hungry. And I was just thinking, like, this is the NFL now. I got to really set my game up. And I, I've been doing really good at rookie minicamp and really thinking, like, damn, this is the NFL? Like, this ain't this, this kind of easy. And, but then when you get to the vets, like, okay. When you come now, when you come and doing camp with the vets and the older guys coming in and you see how strong, how fat, yeah. That's like yeah, this. And that's when you start. That's when you start like competing for time with them too. You're just like, all right, Percy, come on, bro. Let me hop in. Yeah, for real. Like you gotta compete. Obviously, you're a rookie, so you you know I mean you you watching the vets closely to kind of see what they're doing, their habits, how they get open, everything, right? You really want to be a sponge, super, because you as much as how no matter how successful you was in college, though, this is a whole different game. Everybody is as fast or faster than you, stronger than you, mentally, no way more than you. So. You really got to soak up game and learn from the vets and, and don't try to be in there thinking, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do this on my own. Like, these guys are here to help you take advantage of all that stuff. And I definitely did that while I was there. I mean, unfortunately, I broke my hand the first time. But, I mean, everything everything that I learned from the NFL, especially that first year, has, I mean, is, is, is the direct effect of me being able to continue playing and, and still be playing now, like, over 30. So Yeah, yeah for sure, definitely. Uh, that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity and you seize that opportunity. Um, so in 2013, you know, the, the whole Vikings thing didn't work out, but you got another opportunity. You played a year of arena football for the Spokane shock. You let it yes, up. Sir. We're okay. about to hype, about to hype you up again, real quick. Caught 95, yes, caught 95 passes, 1,082 yards, 26 tutties. This is arena ball too. So I like put yes, up a thousand, a thousand is basically like putting up 2000, bro. Like mm-hmm. it ain't, it ain't no easy thing, man. So kind of what was that experience like and how difficult was it switching from, you know, your traditional 11 on 11 to indoor, yeah. small field, all that. Give us first that. thing, first thing, first arena is lit. I don't care about nothing y'all over here. If y'all want to talk trash, arena it's is lit. so fun to play. That's like hell bro. Bro, you coming out, you coming out there. Like I remember coming out on kickoff. They put me on kickoff as a rookie. I remember I'm lining up a kickoff. Bro, fan is like right beside me. Oh, you ain't about to do nothing. You ain't uh, right here though. <laughs> Are you catching a ball? You getting pushed into yeah. fans over the board? Like it's dope for sure. But yeah, I remember um, coming to arena, coming to Spokane. I remember my whole my, my whole mindset was like just be where you are. And I learned that from a bunch of like older guys and being in JUCO and things like that. Don't think about don't think about oh I got to get back to the NFL. Don't think about all this stuff. You got to focus because this is a different game. It's arena is way smaller. You got to make moves differently. You got to learn. So my whole mindset was, I want to be the best arena football, arena football player I could be. Um, I got to humble myself, learn from these guys, and just try to take off and do the best I can. And um, that was that was definitely the whole footprints for me. Um, going through that, I was able to. I think the first game we had maybe four guys. There's only three receivers. We had four guys ahead of me who was vets. Two of the guys got hurt the first game. So I got in and never, never stopped from there. So, yeah, like, we had a dope team. Uh, we had Adrian Tunnell, the older guy from Oklahoma. We had Brandon, Brandon Topkins. Um, where did he go? I'm so, uh, he going, hopefully he don't watch this one. He went to Texas, <laughs> something like that. But, bro, basically, like, we was dogs, man. It was just us three out there. And we was having fun, dancing, partying. Every time we scored a touchdown, doing group celebrations, man. 
and that was that was the thing. Like when you go into the NFL and getting cut and kind of going through that whole process, it kind of it, a little bit takes it kind of takes the fun away from it because now it's becoming a business. You're not just out there playing. You got to worry about you know what I mean. If I drop this ball, will I get cut? Like things like that. So being in the arena, you're not getting paid as much, but just being being able to play football professionally, you get paid for whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like I, I appreciated that. And I was having fun. I was enjoying the game, man. And I, I was on the mindset, I'm just going to keep balling and having fun. Wherever it takes me, takes me. So, yeah. yeah, it paid out for you too, my man. It always helps whenever you're one of the best in the business. So, yes, I definitely worked out for you. So, in 2014, you got that CFL opportunity with the Calgary Stampeders. Um, you signed there for good in 2014. I know you had like a brief, like, mini camp type thing with them before. Um, but you signed with them for good in 2014 and you've been outstanding. You're still there. You've been outstanding, yeah. you know, since joining them kind of what's your CFL experience been like? And kind of once again, how was that rule change? I know you got three downs in the CFL. Yeah. I know you got all that kind of, what's that like? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, just playing, I'm playing in three different leagues. Now you got to learn a whole new game. And it's, it's all the same mindset kind of when you get to that, like just be where you are, focus, focus on right now, focus on, the people around you, what you could do to get better. And that's all it was with the CFL. I think the advantage of coming from arena to the CFL was I was the waggle with, for the receivers. I learned the waggle already and how to run down the sprint. So that was the advantage that I got in the CFL. But this, the arena football field is probably like 25% of the CFL field. For anybody who don't know, the arena football field is like this. NFL field is like this. CFL field is like this. Like, yeah, it's huge. huge. So it's 12, it's 12 guys on the field. It's three down. So you know you're passing. You know what I mean? Like, man, I, I had the same thing. I just had to learn and grind, um, kind of get out of bad habits. Like, since it's so much field, you really want to use your speed and just open up and run. Sometimes in the NFL, it's a little smaller. So you really got to learn how to make moves and kind of get out of uh, smaller spaces to get open and, and to get yak and things like that. But in, in the CFL, the field is wider. So really I learned to just go. Once I make a move, I'm out of there. I'm just running, using my long legs and I'm going. And, and using that, I was able to kind of get some success here as well as learning from other guys and just adding adding other pieces of vets and guys that I'm seeing on the team and adding that to my game and kind of making it my own. I think that was big for me, able to just grow and learn and, and continue to go. Because it wasn't, I didn't just come into CFL and just all of a sudden started playing. You know what I mean? It was it was a road. It was a tough road. Like first year, first year I didn't play. I think I was on P squad. Second year, probably P squad most of the year. Maybe two games I played. The next year I got hurt. Um, and the same thing. Once even when I got healthy, I'm back. So I mean, it, it was a grind for sure. And this, I mean, my whole football career had been a grind. So that really wasn't nothing for Ain't me. Nothing that kind of yeah, it wasn't nothing that made me kind of feel like, oh, man, like, I was just like, let's hustle, let's grind. That's all I yeah. know. That's where I'm from. So, eventually, I just kept doing that, kept showing that practice that I'm one of the best in my whole mindset. I want to show guys I'm one of the best out here. I don't care if you're not even playing me. I don't care all four receivers have 100 yards the last week. I want to show you every time you're on this field that I'm the best guy out here. That's just my mindset every time I hit the field. So, that was every time just doing that, showing that, eventually, I got my shot. Went crazy, scored the first game that I played, first game of the season when I earned the spot. Then they gave my spot to the vet. They signed a vet. Gave my spot to him. He played like 10 games. And he was good. That's my dog. You know what I mean? Ain't no, ain't no, he was doing this thing. But he got hurt like week 10. 
and then they brought me back and then I had like 140. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just all, it's all just folk, if anything, if I could tell anything about my story, man, just always focus on yourself, bro. Focus on getting better, focus on growing and grinding. Like, don't worry about anybody else, no competition. Like, you your only competition. And that's serious. I really mean that, like, for anybody. And that's that's really the way that got me through all that stuff. So, man, being up the CFL is dope. I love it up here. I love Canada. And I love the game. I know I know it might sound biased, but I really believe CFL is it's a funner game. I'm not saying NFL, they obviously getting the millions and all that shit. Stuff my dime in the curse. Bro. No, no, you can't. It's, it's unfair. <laughs> oh, you're good. But, but um, yeah, man, it, the game is so fast. It's like you said, it's three downs. The clock, the the uh, play clock is short. I think it's 25 seconds. So you got to be in and out of the huddle fast, fast. It's 12 players. Um, so it's an extra deep back on the field. Pump return, kick return. There's no fair catching. If the balls get punted, somebody's catching it and running it every time. It's, it's, just a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, man. Uh, I, think if, I think if more people watch it. Man, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like, Because you win and out. Like sometimes, especially if you go like three and out or two, yeah, three and out. Or two and out, really. Yeah. Like you on, you run and go, then you back on the sideline. You catch your breath, get a water. As soon as you get a shot of water, you back on the field. Like, you know what I mean? So it's definitely, definitely some conditioning. But I saw a lot of guys, like, I, I actually just had one of my homeboys from, one of my young dogs from uh, my high school, from Pillwood. And he was asking me about the CFL. I'm like, bro, honestly, like, I would, like, I think some guys should actually come up to the CFL first if they're not getting all the looks that they want from the NFL. Come up here, ball out for two years, and then get that look. Because now you got film against pro guys. You're seeing what it's like to be a pro. So now when you go to that NFL locker room, you you kind of know what they expect. You know how you're supposed to kind of maintain yourself, maintain your body, and all that stuff as well. So, we've been yeah, seeing, man, I love it up here. Yeah, we've been seeing it a lot more recently, too. Like, a lot, a lot of NFL teams are starting to take guys from the CFL left and right. Like, that's never yeah. obviously been anything – that's not, that's nothing new. I mean, it's been happening for years, but now even right. more so you're starting to see like some, some dudes play in the NFL. Sure. So Eric Harris, you know, Delvin bro, obviously he's Word a, up. he's a guest on this show, you know, a bunch of dudes, you know, left yeah. and right. You're seeing CFL talent come over here all the time. Likewise, like yeah. NFL talent going over there too. It's great. Yeah. That's, that's why, I mean, anytime, any, anytime I ever see anybody this disrespect the cfl i'm the first one yeah. to jump in there i'm like what are you even talking about sure. if anything, the CFL I know, I mean, and you know it is what it is bro like we yeah. like when you when you grow up in america you see nfl all the time like yeah you grow you grow up with that mindset is nfl or die you know what i mean i remember mm-hmm. i remember when i was coming out of bowling green and uh stan peter hit me up on facebook actually and i'm like bro i'm not going cfl like <laughs> i'm going to the nfl like but things it, it just all happens bro and i wish I wish I would have just had more knowledge about the league when I was that young, because I probably would have did that off rip. Yeah. Came up here, got two years, and then like y'all see me get to do against pro bowlers. Now comes coach scoop me up. So yeah, for definitely sure. show CFL some love. Yeah, definitely. So you've been you've been blessed enough to host up hoist up two of them Grey Cup championships, my man. What's that experience kind of like? Crazy dope. I mean, anything you can imagine, like see the Grey Cup. The Grey Cup really is. It's like Canada's sports celebration of football, like, and it is a big deal. Like, um, they do great, so they do Great Cup Week out here, and just kind of like um, Super Bowl Week, where everybody come up. It, but people from all over the country come in. You walk it down the street. Um, There's people with all types of jerseys on. Everybody recognize you. Um, 
And this is, I mean, you just get a lot of love from the country, from the city, is definitely good vibes. And I think with, if anybody will tell you whoever played in the Great Cup or in the Super Bowl, like, it's a lot of distractions, man. It's, you got you got meetings, you got media all the time. Then you got your family, your family's in town, you know what I mean? You got to kind of balance all that and still remember that you're playing, like, one of the most important games of your career. So it's, it's all about balancing it, man, and, and the game itself. Man, it's, it's the championship, you know what I mean? It's what you play for, it's professional championship to get your name on that, on the cup and all the things like that. So you kind of got to get rid of all that stuff. I think, I think you really appreciate it. Obviously like the, uh, everything that going before the, uh, the big championship game, you know, they got, um, old Canada, they sell it, they sing in the uh, national anthem and all that stuff. They got jets flying over. They got Canadian dogs coming out and all types of stuff going on. You know, I mean, you probably look at that, but once the game start, the balls kick, you got to snap out of that as football. Do what you do, you know what I mean? And that's always been my mindset, like, can't let none of that stuff get the best of you. Like, it's football. That's what you've been playing your whole life. Focus on that and you be and you good. And, I mean, it's a crazy experience. Winning it is it's insane, you know what I mean? Like, it's just dope. I mean, like I said, regardless yeah. of whatever level you play in high school, college, whatever level it is, you're putting in all this work. I also all this work with the team, plus all the work in you put in with yourself in the all season to get yourself better and put yourself in a position. So, you know what I mean? Once that, once that, once the clock going zero zero and it's the end and you the champion and you know all the work that you put in, it just lead, it lead to that. Like it, it's definitely a special moment and, and a moment that pro athletes will continue chasing. Like I think, like with Tom Brady and all that stuff, like I don't, I don't give a damn. I don't give a fuck about no All Star Super Bowl because. That's serious, bro. That Super Bowl, it mean everything. Like All Star Games is cool, obviously, but that that Super Bowl, that's what means something to you. Because now, 10, 20 years later, I could talk to one of my teammates about that. That's something I can share with them. I can't. Oh yeah, we made the All Star team. Yeah, that's fine. That's cool. We got this chip. <laughs> we got yeah. this this trophy, and, and that's this nice little sparkling joint on the. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I got big ones too. I ain't yeah. put them on today, but hey. for sure. Hey, I'm about to put you on the spot with this next question. I hope you're ready for this. You could throw out a couple names, though. I know this one's tough. It stumps every athlete I ever have on this show. Who is the best athlete? And like I said, you could throw out a couple names. Best athlete you've ever played with and against that you just think of right away. Well, uh, first person I think of, obviously, Adrian Peterson, AD. Percy Harvin, for sure. Those top two. Insane, bro. Like, insane. Like, I never, I never, I've been playing football a long time before I got there. I've never seen guys that explosive, that strong, like, and everything they do. And Percy floating, bro. Percy would be look like he jogging and going past everybody. And he's still God, playing, I mean, bro. Like, that's bro, crazy. Cold. Cold, both of them. Um, in college, you know, I, I, played against, I played against a couple of guys, but I could never remember their name. I feel like I need to start looking it up because um, I get asked this question a lot. But up here, definitely um, guys like – I mean, it's so many. It's so many guys up here that – people will know but Delvin bro definitely top for sure like NFL CFL whatever like he shut down bro like up here in the CFL like guys won't even throw it that way like if Delvin bro is covering somebody the quarterback won't like our 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 coordinator won't even put no plays for that guy you know what I mean so he's definitely a dog um Brandon Banks who was also an NFL um he came up here they finally started letting him catch the ball as a receiver and been going crazy ever since like he's 
definitely a, one of those fast guys, explosive guys, and so he's short, he's a short guy, small guy, but. I'm a huge fan of Brandon me. Banks, man. I've been, I need to hit him up and try and get him on here, bro. I'm yeah, a, for sure, bro. He definitely, definitely, he definitely proved all the all his little doubters and all that stuff wrong, and I, I respect that big time. Um, I feel like I'm naming a bunch of offensive guys, but whatever. Uh, SJ Green, whoever. another guy too. Uh, SJ Green was a guy that I heard about when I first got up here, and um, kind of watching him from afar and seeing how he play and the crazy catch he made too is definitely a guy I respect and. Definitely one of the top receivers I've ever seen in, in any of the leagues. So, I mean, this will play with a lot of guys, but up top, those are the first couple of people that come to my area. Yeah, who who is one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen personally playing during your time in the CFL? My quarterback. Yes, sir. <laughs> the, the quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell. Like, um, if, any guy, if, any, if any guys watching who don't know anything about CFL, Bo, I think. Bo's a beast. Only, only came, he only played in the CFL. He didn't get a lot of looks in the NFL. They're bugging because Bo is a beast. Everywhere he plays, he's won championships. And I mean, he just he just put the ball where you need to be. He's smart. Um, he'll talk to you, let you know where I mean where you where he wants you to be. It's it's one of those things like I feel like you come into a thing where the offensive coordinator setting up a play, offensive coordinator says he wants wants you to do this, wants you to do that. And then sometimes you and a quarterback not on the same page because so y'all keep listening to the offensive coordinator. Bo is one of those guys that make sure that before we get into this game, we both need to be on the same page because we don't want to be out here looking looking like Pop Warner or, or Bush League. We want to go out here and make plays and all that stuff like that. And I think one of the things that really helped me stay stay in the CFO so long is being with Bo and learning from him and kind of getting his mind and seeing things like what he see, what he sees and where he wants to throw the ball and things like that and being able to get that connection with him has really for sure extended my career. So, I mean, Bo, for sure, 100%, I think the best best quarterback I ever played with, um, and that's included in NFL. Um, but Mike Riley, also a guy, too. And I never played with him, but Mike Riley is a dog, too. He's a yeah. bigger guy. He run through anything, all that stuff like that. Got so much heart, and I really respect his game as well. Yeah, for sure. And your opinion, because, you know, you're a wide receiver, so I got to ask you this. Who – do you, in your opinion, are the best five wide receivers in the league right now? The NFL. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. It's so <laughs> all right. So that's tough because all the rookies came in crazy. The <laughs> they rookies did, came crazy. All right. So I can't, I don't know if I can name a top five. Maybe I'll just give you five. Do it. I I I, I love Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams he's not he's not necessarily a super fast guy and all stuff like that. He get open. Releases is crazy, run crazy routes. Devontae Adams for sure. Um, uh, let me see. Throw some guys out there. Help me out. DK, like, MT. Okay, I like Amari Cooper. Okay. Amari Cooper, my top five. He's still in your um, top five. I like oh, Amari, bro. Like I, I like Amari. I think, I think obviously like playing a new system and playing with all these different quarterbacks, you know what I mean? But if you really watch him, you know what I mean? Instead of not just watching the game, really watch him, how he played when he get open. Like, I think he's still for sure at the top. Um, Julio Jones, for sure. You got you got um, Mike Thomas in your top five? I did. I did. Oh, come on. Come on. Not man, because, I, cause, cause this was the year he was supposed <laughs> to shut everybody up. This was the year. You know, everybody talk about all you do is run slants, bro. All you do is run outs and all that stuff. So this was the year, this was the year for him to kind of like shut all that up 
And I don't feel like he did it. I feel like he should have, like, yeah. took off crazy. As a Saints you know I mean? fan, I, I, it's hard. I still, yeah, I still <laughs> love him. You know what I mean? I got, I just don't top five. Like, it's it's some yeah. dogs in the league right now. You got DK in your top five? I put I'll put DK there. I, if 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 I was to get the number, I put DK top five because I think his ceiling is so high. I think he got a lot more to go. Um, like he just he just he's a monster naturally. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like um. All right. Oh, if we have to pick between, let's see, Stephon. And DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre. That's my first. Okay. All right. DeAndre Hopkins. All right, yeah, dang, we 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 forgot about my man. <laughs> Shit, we forgot about D Hop. We slow, we slow, we slow. Yeah, D Hop for sure. All right, so if you're putting, let's see, if you're if you're taking, if you have to pick one of these two dudes to put your put on your team and build your team around, you take in Stefan Diggs, you take in Michael Thomas, a healthy Michael Thomas. Ah, I'm taking Steph. You're taking Steph. I'm taking Steph. Ooh, I probably would take Steph too. He got the whole Plus, package: speed, routes, bro, everything. Steph- so when Steph, when Steph, when when he went to the Bills, like I feel like a lot of guys go to the Bills and careers die. Yeah. Percy Percy went to the Bills, ain't nobody talk about him no more. Um, who else? Um, what's my dog name? Who played for the Chiefs now? With the Dreads. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins went to the went to the he got drafted to the Bills, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quiet. He was quiet there. You know what I mean, bro? Then Kelvin Steph Benjamin went there. too. Kelvin, yeah. Steph went there and. Showed out, you know what I mean? Like went crazy, went better. He looked, he looked way better than he did in Minnesota, and he led his team. Like he more of a leader now too. I feel like with the Vikings, it was like more vets in there and all that. I feel like with the Bills, he kind of grew into that leadership role and kind of knew like, yeah, I gotta make plays if we gonna do something. So I, I respect that for sure. Like I, I'm tough to take a step. All right, back to you now, my man. <laughs> what's what's next for you as far as your football journey, as far as whatever? You know, if the NFL comes calling tomorrow, you sign in there, you sticking in the CFL, kind of what's next for you? Keep us keep us up to date. Well, yeah, so um, my last season that I actually played was 2018. Um, and I, went, I was going crazy. I was about to have 1,000 yards probably within 10 games. And I got hurt. I tore my – Turn my ACL, turn my MCL, turn my PCL, like completely blew my knee up. So yeah, man, really since from then on, since we haven't, I ain't playing 2019. Matter of fact, I played in the playoff for the one playoff game in 2019. I was able to get back and that was such a blessing to be able to to get back from that injury, bro. But really it was all, it was all me kind of getting back and kind of feeling back like myself before the injury, um, strengthening this knee up, um, working it, make sure I'm running all the routes, doing any type of movements that I need to do to make sure that I'm ready and good to go. So I'm super excited about this year to kind of show you guys that, I mean, people, I, I think a couple guys forgot forgot about me and all that stuff, and that's fine. You know what I mean? It's, what have you done for me lately? So I'm ready they to go out they there. They won't forget for long. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to go out there and kind of show them, show them that I'm still here and I still got a few more years left in me, so don't sleep on that. Um, but yeah, really just really just preparing for that and hopefully that we have a season next year with all this COVID and stuff. But, um, and then other than that, um, oh yeah, with the NFL thing, like I'm a little older now, I'm 32. I think that year, that 2018 year, I was, man, that would have probably been the year. Cause I, I mean, I just, I really, I feel like you get in one of those grooves, wide receivers kind of get in one of those zones, any football player really, where you just feel like any ball in the air is mine, like any play I can make. And I was in one of those grooves that year. So 
I think that would have been a year that NFL would have came calling, but I got I got hurt. You know what I mean? It is what it is a part of the game. So I kind of from that point on, I kind of figured it would be it would really be CFL to the end. So it is what it is for me. My whole mindset now, like I just want to keep putting these numbers up, keep I mean going out to community, kind of uh just really embracing Canada CFL and just trying to be a legend up here, really, uh with my mindset. Uh, other than football, really, I started I started my little clothing brand, the KJ brand. Uh, it's on kind of always, I always been editing, like editing and designing shirts and things like that. I think watching the last dance last year and seeing like all the Jordan merch and all that stuff, man, I, I don't know what it is. Some kind of strike me like, man, I'm a professional athlete. Why can't I have those things too? Like, cause I love, I, I just love the 90s style retro tees. With like the little characters of like Charles Barkley, Duncan, yeah. or Patrick Ewing, I just always remember that. So I'm like, man, I'm about to make a brand, and I'm gonna do, release those kind of shirts and just whatever. Like fans have always been asking me, like, if I have like some type of designs, logo, things like that. So I made it happen, and it's been good. It's definitely given me something to do um, while we ain't have no season, all that stuff like that. And I, I mean, it's passive income, another source of income for me to make it and continue to grow and do that as well. So just other interests and things like that. But other than that here, I'm here with my son all the time. Uh, my baby boy, he, he too, he's going on two in a couple of months and all that stuff like that. And really just grinding, man. Grinding, trying to make it work, take care of the family. And hopefully when this COVID open up and all that stuff, I could start taking some trips and all that stuff. But really right now it's all grind mode. I yes, ain't sir. worrying about none of that right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's all you can be, my man. One last question for you, KJ. What kind of advice can you kind of pass along to all the aspiring athletes out there? Yeah, man, really. I, I mean, I hope if, if you're watching in the, any the little stuff that I was saying would inspire you, bro. But first and foremost, bro, no matter where you're from, no matter who you're around you, like if you, if you feel like your coach bad, you feel like your program bad, if y'all losing, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. Just keep grinding and believe. Like, like I said, like when when I was coming out of high school, I I never seen nobody make it to the NFL, make it to uh, college. I didn't know I didn't know a person who had a football scholarship growing up. So, you know what I mean? With that, how would you really know if it's even possible? But kind of once once I got that little confidence, man, I'm just like I'm gonna just keep grinding. I'm just go out there and, and show everybody what I could do. And with that. And, and, and putting myself out there as well, because definitely me learning how to uh, do my highlight tapes and reaching out to coaches and send my film to every college. I had a big ass book of every D1 school in America. I would take the address, put it on this little disc and put my DVD or send it out. Like, And it's different now. Now you could tweet it. You could tweet your uh, YouTube links and huddle links to the coaches and all that stuff like that. But invest in yourself, man. Like, like obviously we football players and we wanna we just wanna play football, really. But if you really wanna get out there and put yourself out there, you gotta do a little more, man. Because somebody else is. It's it's somebody it could be somebody out there who's just as good as you, bro. And they're sending their films to every coach, they're grinding every day and all stuff like that. And you you know what I mean? And you're gonna be that odd man out. So really, really just it's all about believing in yourself. Don't don't matter who in the room. Don't matter AP in the room, don't matter Percy in the room, bro. Just go go out there and show who you are. The athlete who you could be and and that's how you get it and keep grinding like always always grinding don't never get too big hit it you know what i mean i don't care about how how much your mom say oh yeah you're so good or how much your coach say focus on yourself 
obviously see your competition, know your competition, know what guys is doing. You know what I mean? And then and then take that and then put that into your game and, and just keep growing, man. Like and say and one more thing. And stay where stay be where your feet are. And when I mean when I say that, like so many times I done been in I'd have been in these in, in, in bad situations where I had to go to junior college, bro. Junior college, I'm living with five guys. You know what I mean? Ain't no college recruits coming out here like that. Like, but you just just learn to dominate where you are. Cause somebody gonna see you. When I'm in, when you in arena football, don't just think like NFL, NFL. Think dominate AFL first. Have the AFL fans talk about you crazy. Cause eventually that AFL fan gonna talk to the NFL fan, all that circulate. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, just wherever you are, whatever position you're in right now, make the best of it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. how you continue to grow and get to where you want to go. Yeah, dominate the day, baby. KJ, I appreciate having appreciate you <laughs> hopping on the show today, my man. Um, make sure y'all follow my boy. I'm gonna link everything down below. Um, but make yeah, sure you tag that KJ brand too. Oh yes, sir. Sure. You, you already know. <laughs> Have a good one, my man. I appreciate you. You too, man. I appreciate you.